Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey, awesome food bloggers. It is just you and me today. And in this solo episode, I am going to talk about collaboration over competition. Real quick first, before we get to that, food blogging does not have to be disastrous. It does not have to drain you. It does not have to overwhelm you and make you feel like you're the only one in the world working your butt off to achieve some seemingly unattainable freedom. You deserve to value yourself and reap the rewards of doing that. You deserve to have a clear next step to work less and earn more. Join us inside the totally revamped Eat Blog Talk membership to go from lonely to deeply connected, overwhelmed to having clarity, not knowing which information to consume to having clear next steps, disorganized to planned and prepared, lacking confidence to having bold confidence and valuing yourself. Everyone has a different definition of freedom, but we all want it. Freedom is the reason most food bloggers decide to dig in and find success. The focus of the EBT membership is to provide motivated food bloggers with resources and support to help meet their financial and freedom goals. If this perks up your ears, head to eatblogtalk.com to become a member today. On to the topic at hand, collaboration over competition. We've all heard the phrase, a rising tide lifts all ships. Am I right? I actually prefer a rising tide lifts all sea vessels because not every vessel floating on the water is the same. We see everything from worn out dinghies to luxurious cruise ships and yachts and everything in between. At any rate, I've been running this phrase and the power behind it through my head a lot lately. I will talk through a few reasons why I think this simple concept is so powerful and so cool. It is a law of nature. If two sea vessels are floating in the same sea, they have to rise together. It is not possible for the sea to lift one up and not the other. This is a fact. Also, the sea doesn't judge. It doesn't lift up the shiny yacht and refuse to lift up the beat-up raft. All vessels are lifted when the sea swells. Comparison will distract and sink. A person in one vessel peering obsessively at what people in another vessel are doing and what the others have that they don't will stop taking care of their own vessel. They become prone to sinking, falling overboard, and drowning. Focusing on the ways a captain can best run his ship lends to a successful journey. People tending to their own vessels will continue to rise with the sea alongside the other vessels. When vessels band together, great things can happen. Five sea vessels tied together contain more collective supplies, resources, and knowledge than a sole vessel floating in the sea. So what does all of this teach us? First of all, what is the analogy? Obviously, we are the captains of our vessels, but what do our vessels represent? In this case, our vessels represent our businesses. 
We need to take care of our boats. We need to manage our tools and our resources. We need to take care of the structure. We need to weather the storms that come our way and do our very best. Most importantly, we need to take care of ourselves so we remain healthy, efficient sea captains. Look around at the other vessels in the sea. If you see a vessel far in the distance that is on the very top of a large wave, know that the wave will soon reach you. Cheer that vessel on. They are on top of the sea, yes, and it looks glorious from where we are. Maybe we're still at the bottom of the sea swell, but we will soon be at the top just like they are. Notice which vessels you would like to float alongside. Maybe you see a captain nearby who's super friendly, waving at every other captain she sees with a smile, always positive. Or we see a different captain who generously hands out supplies to other vessels as needed. Steer your vessel so you can be close in proximity to these vessels and these awesome captains. Also, be the vessel who offers value to other vessels. Offer encouragement during storms. Provide fishing supplies to hungry fisher people. Be an encourager because the sea is bound to get rough eventually and people are going to need your encouragement. Don't compare vessels. It really does not matter if the vessel near yours is a way newer model. You are both floating in the same sea and enjoying the same journey from different perspectives, of course, but it is the same journey. As a vessel in the sea, it is your responsibility to make the decision to enjoy the journey, to support other vessels, and to choose who you float alongside. The words make the decision was the most important part of that previous sentence, by the way. We all have the power to make better decisions in any given situation. The food blogging space is saturated with people, as you know, of all experience levels. There are so many people in this space. It is easy to get caught up in the idea that we will never be as good as those other bloggers. Their big wins, when they are on top of the big sea swells, those will never come our way. But as I just talked through, it is literally a law of nature that you will experience the top of the sea swell, too, if you remain in your vessel and do what you're supposed to do. Stay in your boat, take care of your boat, take care of yourself, help others, weather the storms, do your very best, etc. I don't know about you, but that speaks to me. It is not something that wavers. It is guaranteed. Because this is such a saturated space, we can so easily start comparing ourselves to others. We say things like, or think things like this, blogger X is doing that, so I should do it too and I should do it in the same exact way they've done it. We also see how many followers other bloggers have, or how much traffic they're getting, or how much money they've made, and we want that too, and we want it now. And then we're immediately disappointed that we don't have it. Social platforms can be deceiving as well, and can easily fill us up with envy or jealousy. The thing about all of this is that competition stems from a scarcity mindset. If you think you don't have enough fill in the blank and that others do, you are coming from a place of lack. And when you come from a place of lack, you're always going to lack. I recently listened to the book Who Not How on Audible by Dan Sullivan. And by the way, that is a great book. 
if you are looking for a new business book to launch into, it's a great one. It's really short too. Um, I wrote down a line from the book that I absolutely loved and that fits in really well here. Quote, useful vibes versus competitive vibes, end quote. Isn't that great? Be useful, not competitive. Going back to my sea vessel analogy, if you're seeing all of the other boats as competitors, then you likely want nothing to do with them. Ostracizing yourself from their circles is going to ensure that you don't get the resources and information that you need. You will not make friends. You will limit access to supplies that don't exist on your own boat. You will generally be less happy because you'll be braving the sea alone, which is a huge task in itself. On the flip side, if you make yourself useful and collaborate with your fellow sea captains, you make friends. Allies are good to have when you're manning a boat in the middle of the ocean, and the more the merrier. If you need to patch your boat or need food or sunscreen, your friends will happily help you when they know that you are always the one that's so willing to share your drinking water with them when they are thirsty. I would love to encourage you to find ways to collaborate with your peers because food bloggers need each other. We all know this. We cannot grow, much less survive, without one another. Here are a few ideas about how you can collaborate with the many peers that are surrounding you. One, reach out to a blogger you've never met before. Whether it is a new blogger who you feel needs a friend or a blogger who's been around for over a decade, do this regularly. I promise it will be well received and it's such a simple way to figuratively extend an oar over to another person's boat, just letting them know you're here. You see them. They are valuable. You are here if they need anything and you love the work they create. Two, get on Clubhouse. The food blogger camaraderie has been so massively impactful on this platform. It is such a cool new way for bloggers to share knowledge, learn from each other, and grow in really big ways. In the two months that I've been on Clubhouse, I've met tons of new food bloggers, which seemed impossible. I felt like I knew everyone, and I've been able to connect in really cool, deep ways with people. Three, reach out to a blogger you trust and ask them to start a project with you. Working alongside some of my favorite bloggers has helped to grow my brand hugely, and it has given me so much fresh insight and also confidence. If this seems intimidating, start with something really small, such as a collaborative ebook. This is a really great place to start. Four, start a mastermind group. It is super easy to do this, and it is extremely important to collaborate with like-minded entrepreneurs, and starting a mastermind is a really easy way to connect. You can learn from people really quickly, and this is a great way to speed up the growth process for your business. Five, get involved in Facebook groups or other discussion forums. A shout out to the Eat Blog Talk forum. It's free. Lots of food bloggers on there chatting. Come join us. Just go where food bloggers spend time. Make sure you're there and make a commitment to spend five to 10 minutes a day answering questions on your platform of choice or maybe a handful of them. Also ask your own questions, provide positive feedback, helpful feedback, and just be generally supportive and valuable. Six, attend virtual and in-person when this is a thing again 
conferences, and summits. Honestly, there's no better way than this to get to know your fellow bloggers. Nothing trumps in-person, face-to-face gatherings, but virtual events are super valuable as well. No matter where you are collaborating with other bloggers, remember to be QUESC. Remember this acronym from another episode. Provide quality information, be uplifting, be encouraging, share your smart ideas, and always be kind. Food bloggers, our sea is a saturated one. Look around at your fellow sea captains, find opportunities to add value and to be useful. Do not compare yourself or your boat to anyone or anything else out there. You are unique. Your work is unique. You are important. And there is not a single other you in this space. So be you. Now go collaborate cheerfully and I promise success will find you much more quickly than if you fall into the traps of comparison. Thank you so much for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.